Well, the Sharks are not feeling the Valentine's Day love in the air tonight, coming out flat against an Edmonton Oilers team that includes familiar faces. The Sharks fall three nothing, and we'll get into that and all all of the uh, all of the above here on Teal Town After Dark. But first, if you want to be a part of the show and teal together with us and interact with us, come check us out on all the social media platforms, that being Twitter, the Instagram, Facebook, the YouTube chat, of course, SoundCloud, Reddit, and all of the shenanigans that go down in the Discord. Find all that and more on tealtownusa.com. And uh, I am pleased to be joined by Ian Reed. Ian, how are you doing this evening? And... Uh, Initial thoughts on this one. I mean, what a waste of fucking time. Um, yeah, it was, it was a waste of fucking time. Like, that's it, really what it was. It was funny because, like, bef- like earlier today, like, I've I've had, pre- I'm like, I'm off tomorrow. But, like, I have to go to, like, I've been working up at, like, 6 a.m. all week. So I'm like, do I really want to do this show? And I'm like, ah, you know what? Maybe I'll do this show. Like, it'll be fine. I'm going to watch the game. I might as well do the show in case something interesting happens. Then I'll kick myself for not doing the show. No, it was a complete waste of fucking time. I could have went to bed so I could, you know, not sleep all day tomorrow and probably been better off for it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think that the Sharks did initially come out with some really, really good pressure. I thought in that first 10 minutes of the game, you know, I thought the Sharks definitely carried the play I felt that they brought it to uh, Edmonton and then you had one fluky goal kind of start the uh, the chain reaction kind of downhill Um, and uh, we'll go through that right now you did have James Reimer starting which was a little interesting because um, I think the the word on the street I mean Aiden Hill was supposed to be um, you know got had gotten better through this two-week break but unfortunately we saw James Reimer come out first and uh you know I thought he kind of was a little shaky especially on those first two deflection goals but kind of eased into it but uh we won't beat around the bush anymore Warren Forgle with his sixth on the season Ryan and Bouchard with the assists and that was six minutes into the first period and like I said I thought the Sharks played well on that first I I thought the first 10 minutes even after the goals they still played pretty good and then it just seemed as if they kind of collectively like, well, you know, we're down two. you know, I don't think we're really, you know, going to put that much back, you know, back up on the board. It just seemed like they were kind of resigned to their fate kind of early. Um, Darnell Nurse would add to that a minute and 10 sec or minute and five seconds later with his fifth goal on the season, Ryan Nugent Hopkins with the assist there. And that would wrap up your scoring in that first period. Ian, I mean, broad strokes on that first period. I mean, what was working well for the first five, ten minutes for the Sharks? And then where did you see it go wrong? I think they, yeah, they came out with a lot of jump in the first. And I think they probably surprised the Oilers a little because the Oilers have been playing, you know, they're, they're making up a lot of games. Obviously, a lot of the Canadian teams are. Um and the Sharks had been off for, for two weeks. So I thought, yeah, they came out with a little bit of jump, but then they just couldn't keep that intensity going. And then I think um, the Oilers played their their game. There's like the way Jay Woodcroft has them playing so far, 
you know, there has been a little more emphasis on defense and they were able to start hemming the sharks in. Um, it's, it's funny, right? Because like you, you start hemming the sharks in, but at the same time, like, geez, like, Oh, you know, if only you had a defenseman who could move the puck and maybe, you know, make a good first pass and maybe he shouldn't be on the Barracuda right now, but fuck do I know? Or I think he was riding the pine pony tonight, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, we're, we wouldn't be uh, a Sharks podcast or Sharks vodcast without uh, mentioning, you know, Ryan Merkley, another really weird situation going on with him and the coaching staff because he was kind of in the doghouse on the end of that trip. And um, really, I mean, he must have done something to, to piss him off because, um, you know, he was called up today, but was riding the pine pony. And I'm exactly with you on that one, um, Ian, because when he's in the lineup, their breakouts are just so much smoother. They're not they're not getting these these pucks picked off, you know, with a with a Brent Burns trying to launch players every which way and that on these breakaway attempts. And just get yeah, eaten I mean, up in the neutral it zone. it sucks, right? Because, like, you would just think, like, I just, I don't understand why, like, Bugner does some of the things he does. Um, and this is one of those things, right? Like, you lose a guy like Eric Carlson, who I think the Sharks are definitely missing right now. Oh, for sure. I like, mean, anybody, anybody who says different, I think, you know. They're idiots. D- like, yeah. they're just fucking idiots. Like, yeah, because. I'm, I'm taking you know, no prisoners tonight. Yeah, and and you know, despite what he makes, he still is a net positive he's for been, the he's team. He's been he's been a positive on this team this year. If yep. if you're one of these people that is like that just doesn't think like that thinks Eric Carlson's hurt this fucking team this year, you're a fucking idiot. Right. An absolute fucking idiot. I don't care if you stop listening because you're yeah. an idiot. And we don't need you. <laughs> no, and and so you're missing that that Eric Carlson sized piece in the in the lineup and who right. replaces and then that so best. Instead you fucking you bring up a you know, you put in a guy who's never gonna fucking be right in a Malosh. Like in you know Malosh, what I mean? Like yep. Magna Malosh, like are these guys are these guys NHLers on any other fucking team other than maybe the Coyotes? No. No, they're right. fucking not. Right. And and I think also, too, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about what this is doing to to Ryan Merkley's um, development, because, look, yeah, he's getting some playing time in the Barracuda. But this is also a kid who started to taste the NHL and you well, can't just start and stop, that, though. Like the only reason he's playing on the Barracuda is because they were off for a bajillion days. Right. Right. right? So other than that, he's been stuck on the fucking taxi squad. Like, this team isn't making the playoffs. I don't know if you need me to spell that out for you at this point, but this team's not making the playoffs. Yeah, so and not in the what state do you have that to fucking in. lose? Yeah. Like, I, if, even if you're on Team Tank, so fucking play, you know, like, play the kids. Give the kids opportunity to fucking find their game. Not, oh, well, you made a mistake and, you know, you cost us the all-important, what, fucking fifth goal in a 7-1 loss. Oh, now you got to ride the fucking pine for two months. Like, yeah. this team's so fucking dumb. It's run by idiots. It's coached by an idiot. Like, Peter, De- like, Bob Bugner is fucking dollar store Peter DeBoer. Yeah. Yeah. And there hasn't really been much shift in, and especially I think where it really shines through is the offense. I think the offense has stagnated. It stagnated under Peter DeBoer. It had been an issue. Um, you know, five on five last year was abysmal. I mean, this year it's it's gotten a little better, but it's so 
anemic. It's so bipolar. It, it can can offer us, you know, three or four goals on one night, but they'll let in five goals and still lose five four. Or uh, you know, if you're getting um, you know, getting a, a fairly good goaltended game, you they end up losing two one. And and, well, and so that's just, the, and that's the only difference right now, like James Reimer, like I know you weren't too thrilled with the goals he let in, but fuck James Reimer is like the only guy. I just said he looked a little shaky. I, I, the deflections are hard for anybody, and for sure, and, uh, yeah, deflections suck. Yeah, but and, I mean, and, like yeah. James Reimer, I, I think if you to a man, like he's the only guy who I'm not pissed off at tonight. Yeah, no, he held, he, he, he held them in. I mean, it, in that after that onslaught, and with within a minute that they got those two goals, the Sharks looked nervous. They looked rattled. And, mm -hmm. you know, he kind of kept them in. And, yeah, he did would let in one more. But, again, I think if you look not at the totality fault. of the night, it was not – none of those were, were, on, were on him. Um, no. Thank you, Skyler, for the uh, super chat. We appreciate it. Uh, of course, um, you can uh, always support the the, uh, the cause here on the YouTube chat, but we also have the Venmo as well, at Teal Town USA. Um, and, uh, and we really appreciate everybody's donations yeah, absolutely. And, and everybody getting on <laughs> even, the show. Even if YouTube's taking it all tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think you bring up a great point, though. I mean, the, the defense... I think the defensive positioning in front of Reimer was what let let him down. I think they were they were out of position and getting caught out quite a bit, and Reimer had to make some really athletic saves. Um, and, and I think that the team also maybe played almost so so frightened of Connor McDavid that they let them kind of inch into the ice and and dominate possession a little bit more than. Then I was, you know, then then what they yeah. needed to do tonight, because I think possession well, I mean, of the puck was an issue. Well, yeah, and I don't I don't think that it was just like, I just think they just couldn't get out of their own zone, right? And even when they did, like the the Oilers were there to turn the puck back the other direction. Um, even on their like, yeah, I mean, like, oh, we can we talk about the power play, like the power play. <sighs> I mean, the power play has been in flux. It hasn't been settled upon. I think Nick, the Nick Benino experiment on the power play needs to end. I, I, I just don't see him having enough skill this far in his, into his career to play on the power play. It's something that we talked about prior to the break. Yeah. And, and, and again, it's just like hitting your head on a cement wall. It's just literally repeating the same mistakes over and over and over again. He I want to get to Birch because Birch did give the super chat and underneath these. Can, can we talk about how Edmonton's rebuild hasn't worked to the point where they become a dominant team? Here's here's the problem with that, right? Because anytime anyone brings up a rebuild, I'm not angry at Birch here. I'm not like I don't want to. I know I'm. It's pretty a it's a valid right talking I, point. But yeah, no, and I want to I want to answer this fairly. I don't want to come off like because I know I'm kind of just spitting fire tonight. I don't want to. As as much as I said, like you know, whatever. I we don't need you. Like we like our people. All right, so I just I just want to say this, right? I understand how people like are they like, oh, well, rebuild, yeah, well, look what it's done for Buffalo and Edmonton and blah blah blah, right? And but we're gonna ignore Tampa, we're gonna ignore Carolina, right? Like we're just gonna ignore when it works, but and that's and that's the part of this conversation that really drives me crazy. Yeah, is like, yeah, you're right. Sometimes some management groups completely fuck it up. Edmonton. Buffalo, 
right? Arizona. <laughs> Arizona, right? And and I think the other thing that you have to understand too is like with rebuilds, you it's really easy to be in a perpetual state of rebuild. It takes a lot of balls to be like, okay, now we're ready to fucking go forward, right? Yeah. Uh, just quickly, Skyler, uh, really appreciate the second one there. He says, uh, "Landy, thanks for the donation," and then doesn't read it. Okay, so uh, his first his first donation says, "The angry Canadian robot never breaks." Comma, oh. sorry, Russia. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think uh, tonight uh, we definitely got a got a dose of uh, of angry Canadian. That is for sure. But going back but that, to the... but that but but the, the, i think that like on the rebuild talk right yeah, yeah rebuild. like again some management groups completely cluster fuck it i'm not completely confident that the sharks wouldn't cluster fuck it to be completely honest well in the to- the 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 atmosphere in edmonton was country club toxic esque right for such a long time you know there was it was a bunch of guys that got paid a lot of money very early without you know dominant yeah. stable veterans and that's always a recipe for disaster and it leaves a sour taste in the organization's mouth for a well, long not time well not that but i mean look at edmonton right now and what is edmonton missing that a contending team should have goaltending goaltending yeah right yeah. like you have to still like you can you, you're not going to rebuild and get foundational pieces in every position like sometimes you have to go out and do gm things and find better players but edmonton this summer was like nah we'll just come back with the same goaltending what could possibly go wrong well we've seen what could possibly go wrong right well and speaking um, to that they have been linked to one of your favorites uh, out there ian um martin jones was rumored to be uh you know that the Edmonton Oilers were courting the Philadelphia Flyers for Martin Jones. I believe the the word on the street was a fifth round pick. But I mean, if they've gotten that far, you know, if it's gotten that bad to where you're giving any kind of compensation up for Martin Jones, Lord save your organization. Depth. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard, right? Because obviously the Flyers are not having the season they want to have, and uh, you know they're gonna probably blow up some pieces here right um they're they're gonna jettison some pieces martin jones makes a lot of sense i mean goalies don't generally you know generally don't get you a decent return anyway but they're not abundant you know um a team like buffalo too like probably Mm -hmm. was hurting for a goaltender at one point you know until they got guys healthy-ish um i don't know i just like i said I, i i think the point stands like, yes, um, you know, going back to my point, though, management groups can totally fuck up a rebuild. Right. So I understand why people would be a little bit hesitant. But like, let's pretend like rebuilds are a thing because they have worked for some teams. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the last Stanley Cup champions, plural. Like, look at Tampa. Tampa's been a team of fucking peaks and troughs, man. Yeah. Yes. They've been down. They've been down. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then their highs have been the best. So I mean, exactly, exactly, and and I mean, quickly, I guess shifting gears back towards the game, and and we'll just round it out here. After that first period, shots were eleven to ten uh, in favor of Edmonton. Uh, in that second period, though, there was no scoring, but this 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 should just scream at anybody who still feels a, a modicum of hope in that second period Edmonton outshot the Sharks 14 to 2 yeah I mean you it's hard to get shots when you're not leaving your zone 
and and really that was where really Rhymes started to to, to, to um, stand on his head. I think he kept them in that second period, and then they go into the third down two nothing. Uh, and uh, Connor, Connor McDavid, of course, would do Connor McDavid things and score a minute and fifty seconds uh, into that third period. Edmonton up three nothing, and that would be your final. Bouchard would get the. Uh, the assist there, but uh, I'm going to give you the shot rundown totals here, uh, Ian. Mm-hmm. Forty-one to twenty. Yeah. Forty-one shots to twenty. Yeah, that's a like failure on defensive coaching, right there. Uh, well, I mean, it's it's a failure on defense, it's a failure on offensive coaching. That too. Like, let's talk about the power play. Let's talk about this this power the second power play unit that allowed four a three on tonight. one. Yep. Over three, really, because the one well, the yeah, abbreviated, right? <laughs> we'll be a little nice. <laughs> we'll be a little nice, but like, I mean, the power play is supposed to be about scoring goals, right? And, yeah. and this this isn't my take. Like, uh, this isn't my take. So I'm not going to completely like take credit for this one because I I saw it and I just it's it's so true. Like, you look at the guys that are on this second unit, and the amount of goals like that they've scored. Period. You've got a guy who's got one NHL goal, yep. but his grit per sixty must be through the fucking roof. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a guy with five goals this season. Yeah. Like the power play, you're 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 trying to like you you can get mad at the power play, but how do you get mad at the power play and not the coach? That's like, granted, well, the Sharks aren't an offensive juggernaut this year, but like. When your second power play unit has guys that just haven't fucking scored goals in any situation this year, like how do you expect that to win? You're setting them up to fail. Yeah, and the other thing too is you're starting to see, uh, you know, the especially tonight. I thought Edmonton took some liberties, especially that uh, that really rough cross check on Nick Benino into the boards on the power play, and and there was zero response from the team, and and. Uh, you know, again, I don't like you don't like the fact that you get outshot forty-one to twenty. But there are things that you can still control. You can can still control the, the fact that other teams aren't going to take play penal, um, Excuse me, take liberties against your player. For sure. um, but on the power play, the the Sharks have now slipped to twenty-second in the league, eighteen point two percent. It not great not great well and... i mean it's but they're gonna grit the puck into the net like that's the power play plan apparently is just grit the puck into the net yeah if we, if we look menacing at the puck enough it will go in because they don't sure as fuck put guys that can score out there yeah like rudolph balser's hurt again super shitty but like again lane peterson's on the fucking power play over rudolph balser's like what fucking world are we living in yeah yeah, and and um, you know, I think uh, you know, I'm thinking. Uh, I the, I liked the movement on the second power play unit. I think it was their second attempt. Um, I felt yeah, that but you can move the puck all you want, but if you can't, if you can't, if you don't have guys who can put the puck in the back of the net in yeah. the NHL, then what's the point of yeah? What you are can, we doing? Yeah, we're just playing playing shimmy, you know. So. Yeah, I mean, it's and it's it's difficult, um, and I think that the team right now needs to needs to find a direction to move the rope in together, because I think again, coming out of that break, I was thinking, okay, you know what, this team should be refocused. It should be, you know, really gearing up for these individual in division 
games that are crucial to this part of the season. And for their first pop quiz, you know, of the second half, I'm giving them an F on this one. I don't think there's any other grade, you know, outside of that for tonight's performance. And, and Oh yeah, it's it's this this game is this game's a, a joke, right? I mean, and now they're again, look at I mean, I've been on this you go back. We you know, the internet never forgets, as I like to say. Um, you can go back and you can watch any show I've been on, and I've been on a lot of them of late. And, you know, before the break, the Sharks were, you know, in the hunt, but they weren't because we knew. You looked at the games in hand, and you knew once those games in hand started catching up, they were going to fall to the bottom of the division, and and here they are. But if you were going to entertain any idea that they're going to make a move like these are the games you have to actually show up and play. Yep. These are the ge- these are the teams you're supposed to be competing with for a playoff spot. Now it's a joke. They're not competing with anything. They're a fucking tire fire. Right? Like this team is not going to sniff the playoffs. They're, I think the next sellers the, at the deadline. Yeah, the next question is just going to be how bad is the division going to beat up on the Sharks? Because I'm looking at this game against Vegas, and I'm just like, you know what? Maybe I don't even want to put this thing on because I, at at this point, the team is their body language is kind of showing up on the bench. You know, as we're getting we're we're kind of wilting here. Um, you know, metric, you know, stat, stat, statistics wise on their, mm-hmm. on their statistical metrics, everything says that, 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 uh, uh, in division opponent is going to just eat them alive, especially, you know, the ones above them in the standings. And I, I think that this is going to get a lot worse before it gets better. Ian, I, I think we're going to, oh, yeah. I think we're going to be in for, for, uh, a rough ride in these last 30 some odd games. Yeah, and I mean, look at like they definitely not. The, and again, they didn't play well enough to win tonight. But like they, they, they keep catching teams at bad times, right? Yeah. It's like Edmonton's like going through this nosedive, and then oh, we're gonna fire a coach, and Jay Woodcroft's gonna be the guy, and now now we're gonna play the Sharks, right? Same thing happened against Vancouver. Um, but like, yeah, they're gonna Vegas is gonna demo them. Yeah. Fucking demo them. Um, right? And Logan Teal, real quick, I just wanted to get this to the mm-hmm. chat. Why are we preaching the illusion that they're trying to win when this is the effort that that's put out? And I think why we, why this is interesting is because we're getting the lip service from the front office that this is supposed to be a win now team, and yet we can all see with our eyes. You know, we we don't need to be uh, told that it's raining and somebody's peeing on us, right? So, um, in that respect. It, it's it's this point I don't take anything coming out of the front office at anything but face value um, because quite honestly I, I think there's a disconnect between the results on the ice and, and what the team's vision is for this particular set of oh, it's just a couple pieces yeah just a couple pieces they're fine yeah no like like <sighs> And then, of course, now we're left with questions about the leadership and and what's happening, you know, health wise, and and what this does for the team. In so far as okay, you know, it seems like Joe Will is running the running the show here, but it also seems that Doug Wilson still, you know, is checking in day to day. And I guess, oh I, yeah, come on, like 
you think Doug Wilson's not doesn't have any say in what's going on here? You don't think Doug Wilson's going to be running? Like he doesn't have to be there. Right. Like this guy is going to get fired at some point, but he's not going to get fired. He's going to get promoted to like president of hockey ops or some shit. And he's going to be still the fucking puppet master. Right. They're going to, Oh, everyone's going to be like, Oh man. Yeah. Doug jr's GM Now everything's going to fucking shit. Nope. Don't worry. The strings are all fucking still there guys. Like this team's done. Okay. Here. And like, okay. I don't know. Maybe, like and okay, so like, I see AJ in the chat. I see you, AJ. Like you, <laughs> you maybe you should come on because like, oh, I've, look, we've lost a lot of games this year, but I haven't done very many shows like this, yeah. right? So yeah, this team's garbage. We've said this all fucking year, but, but, I haven't been this mad at this team very many times this year. Why? Because even though they suck and we know they suck. The effort like, was there. We could see it. Listless, right? Through a fucking game. Exactly. Exactly. Right? I think it's, it's how you lose. It's how you lose is important too. Right. And there's been games where you know it's like yeah they got beat by a better team or you know but tonight like this felt they, this felt like the Tampa Bay game. This this kind of beating felt like the Tampa Bay game to me where it was after after they saw that they you know they were just getting outclassed by a by a better opponent you know it was just it just shut down you know what I mean yep or or just shelling up at least and and yeah it's just I I think it's just dumb lineup lineup decisions listless play like it's just it was a waste like there had been games where they've lost where I haven't felt like I wasted my time like I did tonight. I think that's the fucking difference. Yeah. You're you're exactly right. I think and that puts it puts it right on puts the nose right on the um or puts the target right on the nose because I I think we've all said, look, this team, whether it wants to admit it or not, is in a transitional phase and it needs to be working on things like effort and chemistry and culture and things that don't necessarily always translate to on ice, but at least it's uh, moving in a positive direction. This team, I don't think the culture is broken. Like, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, I don't think the culture is broken. Like as much as I don't like Bob Bootner, like this team has stretches played for him. Like you see, there there is structure. I don't like. Maybe I don't like the structure. Maybe I don't like the X's and O's of it. But they're playing it. Well, not, at least not tonight. I mean, tonight no, was tonight very they listless. But, but they but they have right. Yeah, like they have. I, I got gotcha. you. But and and I guess then my question to you is this: because we are seeing these ebbs and flows and effort, and effort was an issue last season. I mean, where do you start pointing the finger now at this? Is this is this on on player, you know, on on player, or is it on coaching staff, or or is it on both, or is it on just it's on the front office? Front office, okay. It's on the front office. Like, how is it not? I don't. This is the one thing I don't understand about this fan base, right? Everyone wants a fucking. Everyone wants everyone held accountable. Oh well, why is Brent Burns being held accountable the same way that a you know that a Ryan Merkley Merkley's being held accountable blah 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 why isn't Bob Bugner like who who hired Bob Bugner who hired Peter DeBoer before that 
Todd McClellan. Who everyone to meet million-dollar deals? Like, why? I, I don't understand, because that's the one thing I always get pushback on. It's like, oh, but Doug Wilson made good trades 10 years ago. Like, why is everybody in this fucking thing supposed to be held accountable but Doug Wilson? Like, Doug Wilson, that oh, that's a step too far. You can't hold Doug Wilson accountable for this. It's not his fault. He's not playing. Blah, 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 blah. Like, fuck off. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I think there had been especially uh, in the 14-15 season, right? I think that there had been calls. We had the fire Doug Wilson chance or whatever, and, and you know, the team gets gets kind of back on the roll again. But I think even then we started seeing the cracks in the foundation. I think even then we saw that, look, this is a group of – that was a group of, of core veterans that were starting to age out, and there wasn't yeah, a sure. clear – progression to the next lineage i think there was they just they picked the wrong guys and that happens right like you that happens and you know what at the time i was fine with that direction so it's not like i'm you know but obviously it doesn't work out and sometimes i'm just saying that that culture the or not culture but that um uh, i guess continual use of draft capital and not okay not having you know, you're having an eye towards the future, yes, and keeping your your eyes on the road in front of you, you know, is 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 it's an art form to balance those two things. But I think that the the balance was so mismatched or so imbalanced, meaning the mm-hmm. draft capital that was being spent, the young prospects that were getting shipped out, it put the team behind the eight ball and just delayed the inevitable, which we are now catching up and paying for, and that's. Yeah. I think what when we need to see is the on ice product isn't a result of last year's draft or two years draft. This is a result of five years ago draft, six years ago draft. Well, and that's okay. And here and here's the thing with that, right? Like, I mean, like, here's the hard part, right? Is like this team went all in. They thought they had a few more kicks at the can, right? For good reason. I mean. You, we have to remember, like, everyone's like, oh, my God, you know, we can't let fucking Tomas Hurdle leave for nothing like we let Joe Pavelski leave for nothing. Bitch, when Joe Pavelski <laughs> left for nothing, they made the conference fucking finals. <laughs> right. right. Right? Like, how fucking stupid. But the problem is, is now those days are gone. Yeah. And the sooner the Sharks accept those days are gone, the better. Like, I would hope this season would be like, okay. Now, obviously, maybe we're not a few steps away. Obviously, they're going to come out and try and say, you know, oh, well, you know, we could do whatever because we won't want people to stop coming. Bitch, people have already stopped coming. Right. Um, right? And I think we, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about tonight's attendance. And I'll, I'll pull it up on ESPN. But uh, from your vantage point, Ian, I mean, you saw it on TV like I did. Mm-hmm. That was that was bad. That, I think that was one of the worst games I have seen this entire season. And this has been the worst season for the Sharks, I think, in attendance. And I think we could all pretty much, you know, put that in the last 10 years. I think this has been the worst season. Um, yeah, I mean, it's but you, here's the problem, right? It's like, and I've said this a bunch. If you make the right decisions on the ice, the attendance issues will sort themselves out. Uh, 11.5K make... was the official number right. of scanned tickets. Okay, but here's the, here's the thing, right? Like, they can't, nothing's going to, there's no instant thing that's going to fix that, right? 
re-signing Tomas Hurdle is not going to fix it. Letting him go isn't going to fix it. Like, there's no solution. So you have to just make the best decisions on the hockey side of things. If you if you let the business side determine the hockey side, then you're the fucking Arizona Coyotes. Have fun with that. <laughs> yeah, and, and we've seen, you know, how those decisions have now forced this team Oh, into into what can only be described as the worst possible situation of situations for a home rink um, next year is going to be entirely brutal. And the only reason why I bring it up is because the San Jose Sharks uh, affiliate, the Barracuda, decided to mm. poke a little fun at the Arizona Coyotes uh, this evening, if you hadn't seen it on Twitter. As well, they should. <laughs> they, they literally straight up said, I think ours is bigger. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was tongue-in-cheek, yes, but I think it just goes to show you the sorry state that a franchise can go when it's just languishing year after year after year. Now, the Sharks are nowhere near that, but I think what, no. we're, what we're saying is that you know, one you year to, becomes two years become three cord. years. You know yeah. what I mean? In, in the yeah, mu- at some point, you have to pull the ripcord. Yep. You can't... You can't deny you can't deny inevitability and this team is in trouble and this team isn't going to be a William Eklund from being a playoff team next year like you at some point you have to start pull the report and I and I don't and I think the one thing that's true like again there's there's no quick solution right like everyone's like oh well they got rid of Martin Jones fat lot of good that did them it's like yeah we knew that that wasn't going to fix them, but like with James Reimer, they've been better. Like they have been in games. Yeah, they haven't, maybe it hasn't translated into more wins, but they've been in more games than they were last year. Like if you can't tell the difference between James Reimer this year and Martin Jones last year, I can't fucking help you. (laughs) Then you probably are watching the wrong game. (laughs) Right? Like I can't help you at that point, but it's, Again, it's there's not one thing that's going to fix this mess, and, but you have to make the little steps that hopefully will become big. You know that will make big steps down the road. Yeah. So again, maybe this maybe this off season, you know, you you move another contractor, you you know, you decide what you're going to do with Hurdle. Again, you, you I don't know, but I mean, like, you have to start making steps now to turn things around. And yeah, there's no. There's nothing that the Sharks are going to do this offseason that's going to make them a playoff team next year. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I agree. There's 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 no magic bullet here and and like you had said, you know, they're not a William Eklund away. They're a William Eklund plus 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 away, you know. I I think at this point I I see two to three really gaping holes at, on the forward side. Well, you have, and you have boat anchors like you have boat anchors like Mark Edward Vlasic on the defensive side of the puck, and, and right that's... like until you can get rid of some of that, like how do you turn this around? I don't. That's the problem. Is like, you know, I still think, I still think, you know, like there's guys that you could probably trade for value. Like I still think, as much as people might be a little sour on 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 Brent Burns like I still think someone someone would pay for Brent Burns yeah I mean you you take a look right now Florida a team like Florida hello I mean a reunite with Jumbo for for a run I mean 
you you look at at a Minnesota who could might want to be reunited with another you know another piece on the back end and now you have Dumba who who leads their core but you mm-hmm. know this is a guy that can add a little bit of pop on a on a second or third pairing and um yeah. you know you're you're absolutely right there are, there are a bunch of teams that could really utilize a, a, a player like that and and I think unfortunately it's going to take it's going to take some some ripping off of band-aids and and some trading of some foundational pieces that you know we've grown we've grown accustomed to being on the, in the lineup but for the sake of the franchise and for the to to move this ship forward you know you're gonna have to take a couple steps back and, and i think that's going to be yeah. one of them yeah i i'm seeing a lot in the chat about buying a vlasic i still think like look at buying a vlasic i think would be smart i just don't know if you do it this year i think you wait until i think you might drag that out a little bit it's very close um, to the Martin just to Jones get, just one. to get the um, no, not even that. Like the because the penalty is going to be significantly more. Mm. I think you might want to drag that one out a little bit just to bring down the the penalty for it um, for the buyout. Or you can maybe see if you could find a trade that and and seeing if you could hold up about half that money. I mean, somebody might take them. Someone might do that too, and that would be. I just I can't imagine. I, I mean, I can't imagine because. Sometimes hockey GMs do galaxy brain stuff, um, but I can't imagine. And even even at half value, do you want Vlasic for half value? I don't know, man. Like Mark Edward Vlasic is not the player he used to be. That's true. That is true. Um, yeah, and, and unfortunately, I think that there are just no real easy solutions at the moment. Um, you know, for the team, and and again, I think we're just gonna. We're gonna to start to see some real, real um, slugfests, and and we're gonna see some real. Um, they're gonna get taken to the curb in this oh, yeah. next in this next. Oh, month. this is gonna get this is gonna get worse before it gets better for sure. That's for sure. Well, I think uh, we have beaten this horse to kind of a, a bloody bloody pulp at this point. Uh, let's go ahead and let's uh, do your favorite segment and my favorite segment. Well, at least somebody's getting lucky on uh, Valentine's Day. Um, <laughs> anyhow, your scores around the NHL. It was a light Monday. Uh, the Wild beat up on the uh, Red Wings seven to four. Boldy getting two two actually getting the hat trick tonight. Uh, you got Kirill uh, Kaprizov with a goal. Erickson Eck with a goal. Uh, actually. Uh, Kaprizov with two goals and Ryan Hartman with a goal. Uh, Maple Leafs beat the Kraken six to two. The uh, scoring for the Maple Leafs were Kerfoot, Bunting, uh, Kasha, Marner, Kempf, and Muzzin. Then the Blackhawks beat the Jets three to one. Patrick Kane, Alex DeBrinket, and uh, was it Brandon Hagel with the goals? Uh, three to one against the Jets, and then of course to round it all out, the Oilers beat our San Jose Sharks three to nothing. Okay, um, coming up, Alex on... Debrinket, man, Alex Debrinket. Imagine thinking Alex Debrinket was too small to draft in the first round. Fucking GMs are dumb. Yeah, and uh, and the Sharks will be playing, um, you know, a team 
they'll be looking up at in the standings uh, come Thursday night. <laughs> Isn't that everybody other than like Seattle? <laughs> You're right. Um, <laughs> Vancouver will be playing, you know, the San Jose Sharks. And at this point, Ian, what do you what do you expect and what are you feeling? And and uh, is there a path out of this for the Sharks uh, with their play I mean, on the ice? I don't see it, but there's no path out of this. Like, I don't think like I think this, this season's cooked, um, but I think they can play better than they did tonight. Right. Um, I think that's that's what you want. I mean, I think when you look at this team, you want to see positive signs of growth. You want to see, you know, you, this is what you want to see at this point, right? You want to see guys that are going to be here for the long haul play well. You want to see the Sharks be better for James Reimer. You want to see Aiden Hill get healthy, get a few starts, and and build on some of the good games that he had before he got hurt. Um, you know, those are the things that you hope for at this point. But I mean, like big picture, I mean, this season's cooked. Yep, I think I think uh, I think Ian is is definitely um, spouting the words of wisdom here because um, you know, again, I, I as far as from the play on the ice and what we've seen. From the uh, from the front office to the coaching staff, I, I I have to agree, and I think that this team right now is is a team kind of um, you know kind of reminds me of a, a Minnesota Wild team of three or four years ago where they're just continuing to pull on the string, just one more chance, one more kick at the can, mushy middle, whatever the hell you want to call it, but this quagmire, this limbo, and and uh, I think but they're not even in the middle, they're in the bottom tier, like to, to that is that true, that close. is true as well. I, I you know I, I keep thinking that this team is higher in the standings, but you're right, it's just no, a straight up, not. it's just straight up they're garbage, just a bad team, yeah, they're just a bad team with a lot of bad contracts, yeah, and no plan, and no plan, <laughs> and no plan, um. Well, uh, if that wasn't inspiring enough, in case you missed us and you want to see this show again, uh, catch us on uh, all of the uh, all of your podcast catchers of of choice. That being the Apple Podcast Store, the Google Play Store. You can also catch us on the YouTube Rewind. You've got uh, the SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, and of course iHeartRadio. Uh, we are on a lot of different platforms people so uh go out and uh consume that content of course you can also do find all of our consumables over at tealtownusa.com and uh you know quickly for for myself i i just want to see a team that uh you know puts a little bit more of a consistent effort out um you know a team that's playing for one another playing for their goaltender who uh, you know quietly had a 929 or 923 save percentage tonight um and again i think i think the team just needs to start focusing on on the the little things first and i think the bigger their 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 bigger picture of play will will kind of come into focus but they're not even doing the little things right at this point so uh for me i'm at eric landy across all of the social media garbage and uh ian where can the people find you and uh final thoughts uh, at ian blogs hockey um Final thoughts, look at, I know I said I was angry tonight. The Sharks wasted my time, and I tried not to waste yours. Um, you need I know some I said therapy. a lot of mean things rhetorically tonight. Don't take it personally. <laughs> um, um, unless you feel you should take it personally, then I guess maybe you should. I don't know. Um, 
But I do appreciate everyone watching tonight. I do appreciate all the love on social media. I mean, it's, it's, you know, when the sharks do bad, it's bad. What can I say? Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, as far as my final thoughts go, that's the same, you know, I, I, I think that this team right now, we're all, Oh, and when we do play Vegas, get the, uh, get the hand cream ready guys. Vegas is coming up. It's time to wank over game seven, 2016. Uh, fucking year it was. Uh, grab your beer. Was that? What was that? No, it was four years. It was 20, whatever. Grab your fucking seventeen. Get it ready yeah. for that. Yeah, get your get your uh, Edward Forty hands going there because there's going to be a lot of drinking once they uh, mention that game <sighs> seven. That's for sure. <laughs> but uh, for all of us, uh, let's see if I can get this right. Keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real teal. Thank you, everybody, and have a great night. We will see you after the game on Thursday. <laughs>